Let's pray. Oh, God, that's our prayer. Set us as a seal upon your heart. Love is as strong as death. In you, love is stronger than death. So how then shall we live on this World Missions Sabbath as we wrap up a week of prayer on this university campus? Open our eyes. How then should we live? Show us, show us, show us. We pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. So a few days ago in Tokyo, I'm riding from the ninth floor down to breakfast on the second floor at Denny's, and I'm looking at the elevator. I'm saying, wow, I saw, I saw a, a, a notice posted by the management of the hotel in Japanese and in English. I read the English. It was so jarring and startling. I grabbed my, my camera out of my back pocket. I got the picture. I'm going to show it to you right now. Take a look at this. It's in the elevator of that very modern hotel. Dear guests, in case of approaching a missile from North Korea. Hmm. There will be an announcement at any time when J-Alert, Japan's nationwide emergency alert system, issued. Due to guest safety is our first concern. There is the case causing our guests discomfort, regardless of day or night. We appreciate your understanding and cooperation, signed manager. There may be a missile going overhead tonight, but sweet dreams, good night. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You can't believe that. But the truth is, the Japanese people, from the beginning of time, have had to live with a war footing. Many times they have been the victims. And yes, they have been the aggressors as well. The truth is, it's not just Japan that's living on a war footing. Thanks to the uncertainty about North Korea, nobody's sure anymore about anything on this earth. You know that, I know that, and you know what? God knows it. God knows that the entire planet is on a war footing for a cosmic conflict the likes of which we have never seen before. I want to run them by you as you put the title slide for this little world missions report on the screen, Sunrise Over the Land of the Rising Sun, my eyewitness account. I want to run three texts by you. Boom, boom, boom. See if Japan is not in these three promises from the Old Testament. Check it out. Let me know if I'm wrong afterwards. Okay, let's look at, uh, let's look at the first text. Open your Bible to Psalm. Psalm 113. Come on, take a look. Didn't bring a Bible? Grab the pew Bible in front of you. Scroll down if you have your device with you. Psalm 113, verse 3. Ooh, here it is. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets. The name of the Lord is to be praised. I'm pretty jazzed that that one line captures both of my homelands. Did you know that? From the rising of the sun. On a, on a circular planet, which this one happens to be, In the northern hemisphere, do you understand that the day on earth begins, because of the time zones, the day on earth begins, most significant nation, it would be Japan. First, that's where the sun, the world's day begins with the sunrise in Japan. And guess where the sun sets? The last major nation on the planet to see the sun set before the next day begins, it would be the U.S. of A. You're right. Both of my homelands, 14 years, born born and then 14 years in Japan. And by the way, those pictures were a total surprise. I had no idea that was going to be happening today. 14 years there, and then I left. But now the sojourn of my life is in this homeland that I share with you, from the rising of the sun to its setting. In fact, the Japanese are known, they call themselves the land of the rising sun. 
They, their, their national flag, and you recognize it, Hino Maru, circle of the sun, put it on the screen, ubiquitous, you can see it. This is the one flag that's recognized anywhere on earth. Some of them we kind of struggle with. How many stripes? How many stars? What's, it, what's up with that? But not this one. The whole world knows that's Japan. During the war years, the imperial army used this flag. Put that one on the screen. You get the sunrise feel there. I have that little flag hanging on my desk at home in my study. Land of the rising sun. And God declares that the day is coming when the people in the land of the rising sun and the people in the land of the setting sun and all the people in between will praise the God of heaven. Isn't that something? Here's the second text. Malachi chapter 1, last book of the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 1. Take a look at this. Malachi 1. You'd be surprised how many places this east-west sun metaphor is used throughout the Old Testament. Here it is, Malachi chapter 1, verse 11. God is speaking. My name will be great among the nations from where the sun rises, that would be Japan, to where it sets, that would be the United States. In every place, even in between, incense and pure offerings will be brought to me because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts, the Lord Almighty. From the rising of the sun to the setting, I will be there. One last text, Isaiah chapter 59. Isaiah 59, go back. The, the east-west metaphor captured powerfully here. Only a, look what else is disclosed when you talk about sunrise and sunset. Look at this. Isaiah chapter 49, uh, 59, rather, verse 19. Isaiah 59, verse 19. Here we go. From the west... People will fear the name of the Lord, and from the rising of the sun, there it is again, they will revere his glory. Now, look at that. I got the New King James on the screen. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Unlike other sunrise, sunset passages, and there there are a bunch more, this one reveals that the Creator God of the universe is going to experience resistance on this planet. There will be an enemy. The enemy is not named. You just read it. No name, no identification. There will be an enemy that will flood the land, will overcome the people, that will take possession of their land, their society, their culture, and rule over it. The famous Japanese novelist, Shisaku Endo, wrote this global bestseller that Hollywood has just turned into a feature-length movie title of his book, put it on the screen for you, Silence. Both the movie and the book with that title, Silence. In the book, he chronicles the disturbing historical reality of the failure of the Jesuit missionary infiltration into Japan in the 16th century. The book and the movie accurately depict the ruthless efforts to annihilate this young Christian faith beginning to spread across Japan during the Tokugawa shogunate, which began in 1600 A.D. In fact, one well-known tactic that the feudal lords, the samurai, one well-known tactic was when they assembled suspected Christians, they would place on the ground a plaque. It would have either Jesus on it or Mary. That bronze or wooden plaque would be placed on the ground, and then the command would be, all right, you're not a Christian. Step on that. Now, a Japanese would not step on anything that would bring disgrace to it, whatever it is, his mother's picture or a, or a picture of Christ. And then the warlords would watch. Does the foot go over it and tremble and then come back and then go on? And they called it fumi-e. E is picture, fumi, step on. 
Fumier. Here's, a, here's a one captured, archaeological. A bronze one. If the, foot, if the foot went down, they may have been a Christian, but they just decided living is better than dying, and that's, you may go. But for the one who hesitates, the woman who says, no, the man who steps back, the young adult who says, I'll not step on that, and it was bloody, ruthless martyring. How's that text go again? Isaiah 59, 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Therein in those short lines lies the cosmic, the dark cosmic conflict that is pinned down and held in the iron grip of the enemy, the archipelago, the, 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 the islands of Japan, for centuries. But the promise we just read indicates that this Creator God, when the enemy comes in like a flood, this Creator God Himself will raise into the air a war banner that challenges the grip of the enemy, enemy holding that land somewhere between the sunrise and sunset. Interestingly enough, when the apocalypse describes the dragon in, in Revelation chapter 12. And in Japan, the dragon is a mythical, mythical, extremely recognized national symbol. When the apocalypse reveals the dragon in uh, near just uh, verse 16, the, 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 the apocalypse reads, and the dragon spewed water. A flood came out of the dragon's mouth to destroy the seed of the women, those who are loyal to Christ himself. When the enemy comes in like a flood, blood-dipped war banner is held up. Wow. You, you pardon me for my very parochial reading of Scripture, but to me, it is an absolute assurance, a divine promise that one day God will have the last word in Japan. He will have the last word in that land and every pagan stronghold on this planet. A year or two ago, the president of the Japan Union Conference, Masumi Shimada, we call him Shimada Sensei. It's an honorific uh, suffix to any name of a pastor, a doctor, a teacher, Sensei, Sensei, Sensei. He wrote me. We grew up together as boys. He wrote me. He said, Dwight, you got to come over here. The pastors of the Japan Union Conference are attempting something we have never attempted before. He didn't even, he didn't have to tell me. The first time in the history of the church in Japan, listen very carefully, in the month of May, that's four months, three months away, in the month of May, 163 evangelistic events will simultaneously be conducted on the islands of the great nation of Japan. 163. Amen. I need you to come over and talk to the pastors. I tell you what, I, I love this man. He, does he have a passion for Japan? He got up at the end of the meetings. I, at the very end, he got up, and he, he said stuff I have never heard a, a church leader ever say anywhere on this planet. He bared his soul. The truth is, the, the Adventist church 
in Japan is right now fighting for life, meaning its members are passing away with fewer and fewer new members to take their places. It's just, it's, it's, this is the graph. It's just going like this. They know that one day they will have the last funeral and somebody will turn the lights out for that church, for the nation. Do you know that the median age of church members in Japan is 71? The median age, half above, half below. What's their membership, Dwight? Well, somewhere between 10 and 15,000. Closer to 10, I'm telling you. You see, Christianity in Japan, unlike Korea, unlike the Philippines, unlike China, is barely a single percent of the national population of 127 million. 10,000. What proportion would 10,000 be to 127 million? Don't even bother figuring it. It's just negligible. And by the way, lest we feel rather smug about the church in America, North America, or wherever it is you're from, but I'm thinking of the West right now. Let us be reminded that at the median age in the Adventist, this, this faith community, right now the median age is either 54 or 57. We're not far behind. That's the point. In fact, the church, the indigenous populace of the church in the United States is shrinking. We are fast becoming an immigrant church. You know that. I know that. It's not just the United States. It's the United Kingdom. It's not just the United Kingdom. It's Western Europe. It's Eastern Europe. The secular West and the secular East share the same fate, the same enemy, the same overwhelming flood that is seeking to kill and crush any seed of the king left in that nation. My. Let me read this to you, uh, uh, verse 19 in the NIV, because the Hebrew can go either way. You have two very, very variant translations, but they're both right. Verse 19, this is the NIV. From the west, the people will fear the name of the Lord, and from the rising of the sun, they will revere his glory, for he, the Lord, will come in like a pent-up flood. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and now this is my day. He will come in like a pent-up flood, that the breath, or spirit, ruach, that the breath of the Lord drives along. God is not going to stand by and let 127 million people perish. I'm so sorry. We just didn't have enough resources to get to you. <sighs> Wish you were coming home. He's not going to do it. He will not do it. I read you three texts that say, from the land of the rising sun to the land of the setting sun and everywhere in between, I will have the human race. <laughs> the only hope of both the West and the East is as we just read, God will have to storm this generation, this civilization, this secular, this neo-pagan former Christian society in the U.S., not to mention Japan. He will have to storm it with the supernatural. He will have to do as he did with the pagan Roman Empire in the book of Acts. There's only one resort. You want to throw me dark miracles my way? Let me show you the real thing. And in Acts, the code language for God showing up and rolling up his sleeves and saying, all right, demons, let's... In top this. It's called signs and wonders. A moment ago I told you I'd be talking about signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. It's no, it's no surprise that Jesus' last words in the book of Acts before he's caught up into that cloud. Acts 1a, look at this. 
Jesus speaking to his followers, you're going to be, you're staying, I'm leaving. But you will receive power, dunamis in the Greek. You will receive dynamite power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The daily baptism of the Holy Spirit that Jesus is promising his followers will provide his catalyst. That's been our theme in the week of prayer. Catalyst, catalyst, catalyst. Jesus is the catalyst. He will provide the catalyst through the Spirit for penetration, our penetration into every level of society, every culture on this earth. The daily baptism of the Holy Spirit. So guess what? That was my theme for the 13 sermons I preached over there to the 85 uh, pastors in Japan, to the 12 theology majors that I met with in the college outside Tokyo, Saniku Gakuin, by the way, a college with 201 students, 70% of whom are non-Christian, pagan. 70%. Yeah. How to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. You know that my heart has been burdened since last August. But that reality, I never knew about it before. Oh, I'd heard about baptism of the Holy Spirit, of course, but daily. And then I came across that little book, and that book has changed my life. It's changed my ministry. It's changed my worldview. It's changed everything. And that's why I've been on it with you. Back again, I'm not going to let you forget. This is going to be just something we pass, pass on. What's the next thing? No. Because it's only when the Spirit of the Lord raises up a war banner against the flooding enemy that the conflict is reversed and God wins. But it has to start with people who are baptized every single day by the Holy Spirit, who every day when they wake up say, fill me today, fill me today, fill me today, fill me today. So that was my theme with the 80 pastors and the 12 theology majors, how to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. And wouldn't you know it, I've got three stories to share with you now and I'll sit down. Wouldn't you know it, my first day, it's a Friday, I left Wednesday morning, get there Thursday night, you know how this crazy dateline works. So... I wake up Friday morning, sun streaming through the curtains. And I'm, I'm using Robert McShane's method of reading the Bible for the first time I've ever used this. And so Genesis 11, that Friday, is my, my chapter. Well, everybody knows the chapter of Genesis 11. That's the Tower of Babel. Well, good, I know that story. But as I'm reading down, I come across words I wrote a year ago when I read my friend Jacques Ducan's masterful commentary on Genesis that just came out last year. So... It was his thought, and I scribbled it in the margin. And so I stop and read in the margin. Now, Jacques makes this profound point. Get this. God confounded human language at Babel. True or false? It's true. God confounded human language at Babel, but reversed the curse at Pentecost. Mmm. That's right, he did. And just like that, a prayer welled up in my soul. I mean, this was unplanned. It just, and I'm saying, God... Holy Spirit, isn't that something? You reverse the curse at Pentecost. We're living in a time of the reversal of the curse. I need you to reverse the curse for me. I left this land when I'm 14 years old. I can speak Japanese fluently. I can't, I can't get, I need, to, I need to bond with these spiritual leaders. I need to connect. I need words to come that I don't have. Would you reverse the curse with me, please? The next morning, I'm preaching now in the hospital, in the church beside the hospital where I was born. Yeah. Great translator. He's the president of the hospital. Nishino-sensei. Fluent in English and Japanese. But I said, man, I'm going to just plunge into this. And so I start yakking in Japanese. 
I was surprised to find, actually, that they recorded that. And there's a website called the Amanuma Seventh-day Adventist Church website where that is all there. I thought about playing a portion now, but I said, no, nah, you'd just be showing off. <laughs> That's all you'd be doing, Dwight. We don't need that. This isn't about you. And he's right. But I saw there, I said, wow, you did answer that prayer Friday morning, didn't you? All of a sudden, your words were coming. I've never spoken that word in my lifetime since I left this place. Where did that come from? Reverse the curse. The daily baptism of the Holy Spirit, what's it, what's it about? It's connecting with him every single day. Whatever life is for you, you connect with him. I got to have you today. I need you to reverse the curse in my life. Make me an agent in your hands, oh God, in this hospital, in this classroom, in this factory, in this marriage. Make me an agent for you. Wow. God bless the Holy Spirit. God bless our translators, by the way. Oh, my, I had two, two, uh, Mishino Sensei, and then I had Yamaji Sensei out at the college for a bit. But guess what? Do you know that the bulk of the translating, now, this is going to blow you out of the pew, the bulk of my translating was done by three young American Anglo boys. Three of them. Fluent in the language. Two of them, Ben Nichols and Joe Miller, are over there because they wanted to pastor a Japanese church. And they stood up beside me for every presentation. The third one, Chad Christensen, grew up in this church. His parents are so proud of him. Brad and Sonia Christensen, that's Chad. He got his education over there. He went to college over there. He went to university over there. He's fluent in Japanese. Stand up beside me every day. We had five 90-minute sessions with those 12 theology majors. Had it. God bless our translators. God bless the Holy Spirit. Oh, I got to show you a picture. Yeah, I don't want to forget this. There's a picture. I want you to see, I want you to see. Chad is all the way to the left, all right? So that's the Christensen son. And there they are, 12 theology majors. One of the theology majors is a young woman, praise God. Yeah. Yeah. God bless the translators and God bless the Holy Spirit. All right, here comes story number two. There are only three of these. Story number two. So a few early mornings later, and by the way, when you're jet-lagged, you know all about early mornings. It's just life, okay? So a few early mornings later, I'm having worship and I'm praying. And somehow, I don't remember the context, but I thought I'd remind the Holy Spirit that I left this land when I was 14, like he needed to know, okay? But I came out. I just said, you know, it's been, look, I left this place when I was 14. And the moment I said those words, the Spirit spoke inside of me. I didn't hear a voice, but he spoke it. I know you left when you were 14, 14, Dwight, but guess what? I have never left this place. I stayed when you left. Missionaries come, missionaries go, missionaries die. One of our dear friends, Warren Hilliard, fell over one day at the College of a Heart Attack. He's buried in Japan. But I never left. I never leave. Anywhere I am, and I'm everywhere, you will never be without me. The world will never be without me. The enemy has no cubic millimeter of land he can say is mine. I claim it all in the name of King Jesus. I'm boots on the ground, boy. I never leave. Instead, Dwight, well, before you were ever conceived even in the mind, I've been in this land of the rising sun. I, w- I was when the first human beings moved into those islands. I was there. I have been working. I have been b- embedding. I have been embedding the God of the universe, the creator God, in the very DNA of every city, of every village, of every Japanese mind, of every Japanese heart. I have embedded myself 
And I have set up a string of dominoes, the likes of which you will never see. All week long, we've been enjoying dominoes on this stage. It's a very clever and effective illustration that our chaplains put together. I have set up a string of dominoes, Dwight, you cannot believe. And when the moment is right, and I'll decide when that moment is right, you will not. When the moment is right, I will touch the master domino. And when I touch that, it's over. The entire islands, I'll have them. I'll have them. Everything I've done for centuries will bear fruit. Because a great-great-great-grandfather once whispered something to a great-great-great-grandson who passed it on. I have been at work, and I'm not through. And when I'm done, the whole house of cards comes down for me. Wow. I never left, boy. <laughs> I never left. Uh, let me read that again. Isaiah 59, 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a blood-stained banner against him. I was praying this morning early, and it just hit me. I said, God, this banner, this banner. What is this banner? Ah, it came to my mind, John 12, 32. I, if I be lifted up, Jesus said, I will draw all people to me. That's why in, Re in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, the followers of Christ, the fumier, the fumier martyrs, who would not do that, but said, I'll die before stepping on him. The Fumier martyrs, Revelation 12, 11 reads, and they overcame the dragon, the dragon of Japan, the dragon of the world, and they overcame the dragon by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they did not cling to life even in the face of death. By the thousands they were martyred brutally. Historical fact. And out of it all, the spirit who has never left has been keeping a core. He's been massaging a movement that even the enemy does not know of because the enemy is extremely limited in his knowledge. And the omniscient, omniscient and omnipresent God, the dominoes are set up. When Jesus, when Jesus comes riding into town in Revelation 19, back to this earth, he's, he's described as wearing a white robe dipped in blood. That's the banner. It is a blood-dipped war banner. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God says, Stop! No farther. This is my country. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guess what? What's true of Japan is true of the United States of America. This is my country. Goodbye. Paganism is winning now, hands down. Paganism has swept this nation. We'll talk about it this afternoon on the panel for this religious liberty gathering. Paganism is now the hottest item in America, and it's sweeping the nation up, the young especially, just sweeping them. Why? Because that's how it works. Give me the young, and I'll take the nation. Spirit says, wrong. Stop. You're not having the young. Not these young. They're mine. They're under the blood. They'll die for, they'll die for me. If you make them, they're mine. Yeah. So when you pray, 
daily for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You make yourself available to him in a strategic raising up of a supernatural divine war banner against the enemy. It's no wonder Paul himself exclaimed. Oh, I love this text. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. On the screen, please. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the weapons have divine power to stop him in his tracks. Now, he's gotten ahead of it. He's ahead of the game for you and me. But when you and I go into these lands, we go in with the winning edge already on our side. A war banner dipped in blood. I had the privilege of being over there with my friends Jerry and Janet Page, who are the ministerial department director of the General Conference. My friends and our friends here, they were members here for years, Ron and Lisa Clouset. They are the directors of the ministerial department for the Northern Asia Division. And Taj Pakleb, who did a week of prayer here a year ago, his wife Wati, evangelist, young evangelist from Hawaii. In fact, I'll show you a picture of the 85, 80, 90 pastors, whatever. You see him on the screen. I want you to see Shimada. The guy's a hero to me. He's in the light, great uh, sports jacket right in the middle, standing beside Taj, all right? But they're all the, they're all the spiritual leaders. 163 evangelistic events in one month. Unbelievable. And by the way, the president of the General Conference himself will be there, and I'll be there in May, one week at the college. Anyway, we took turns presenting during the meetings, and it was, and it was just a, a privilege to work with these. But if these strongholds that the enemy is desperately hanging on to in Japan are to be brought down by supernatural weapons that can demolish strongholds, then these pastors, now you're looking at them, keep it on the screen for a moment, these pastors have got to grasp and appropriate the intervention that group praying brings a la the book of Acts. The, the Japanese people are very private people. Now, we don't do a lot of group praying, but that's going to have to change. Acts is clear, orient. West, east, it doesn't matter. The strategy is you come together to pray. You come together. And our fear was that, it, that, that after all this preaching, and it just coincidentally, oh, coincidentally, the Spirit aligned it so that we were all dealing with prayer and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and all. The fear was that there would be, there would be so much information poured in that these, the, the poor pastor goes home and says, what do I do? And the, the, the Japanese word is shikataganai. There's nothing I can do. It just can't be helped. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. And so another early morning, I woke up. And God just says, right there, 2.55. He says, you know what, Dwight? I'm telling you. You guys are giving some, it's my material. But it's a lot. It's a lot for people to remember. They need a paper. They need something that will be one, two, three. Here's what you do. They don't have to use it, but they need it. You need to put something together right now. So I grabbed a yellow pad. We got to I started texting uh, the Clusets and the pages. Everybody's awake at this time. Anyway, and so, yeah, we'll help. I said, you work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody's working. I said, send it back to me. We'll put it in the document. We got together for prayer first thing in the morning, and then we hit send on the email to Shimada-sensei. Shimada-sensei, And he reads English. And that wasn't English. Would you please? We need this by noon. By noon. God bless him. He found a translator, Yamaji, another Yamaji, the kid brother of the other, uh, found him, and he 
sat down for three hours, translated that into a four-page paper in Japanese. I got a copy. I'll keep it. I can never read it. But just keep that paper. They handed it out. A paper. Good to go. But I wasn't. Because Jerry turned to me and said, you know what, Dwight? I'm supposed to have the last presentation. I, had a, I, I knew I had one in the morning. But before I'd even had my one, he said, I think you need to have it. You need to have the last one. You need to do the appeal. You're the guy that speaks Japanese. Come on. Make, you've got to connect. You make the appeal. I said, Jerry, what would I have the appeal? Ron's got an idea. Jerry's got another idea. I said, man, this is going to get me through my own presentation first. And then it came to lunch hour. And I said, you guys go eat. And I went up to the, they have a big four, four platform, uh, four story parking garage beside the hospital in this church. I went up on the roof of the parking garage and just started walking around saying, God, what am I supposed to do? I mean, please. What kind of appeal? Everybody's got different suggestions. You can't, the Japanese ministers are very reserved. They're not going to come forward just because an American gets up front and says, come to the front. So what are you going to do? And I wish I could tell you that suddenly something emerged in my mind and said, ah, that's it. And then a feeling of peace stole over me. Ten minutes ago, I walked back. But that's not true. I, had, I just had no idea. Ten minutes later, I'm walking up onto the platform with my young American translator right at my heels. And I open my mouth. And God starts working. He says, hey, do this, do that. I said, but what, what about the appeal? Don't worry about it. Just keep going. And the appeal came from out of Where? And it turned out to be appeal. If, you, if anyone here would deny, would take, would, would follow me, let him, let him deny himself, take up the cross, and, and then follow me. Fumie, I will not follow. No foot, I follow. I said, is there any, is there a pastor here who'd be willing to say, and I step on that, I will follow and take up the cross, and just. It was a moving moment for me. The president got up right after and bared his soul. You know what? It's because you were praying. A lot of you didn't know I was there, but those who did were praying. You were praying. The daily baptism of the Holy Spirit is not some little option that you throw in just in case you might need it someday. It's your life 24-7. It's every day. Luke 11, Luke 12, verses 11 and 12. Don't worry about what you're going to say. When you stand there, the Spirit of my Father will give it to you on the spot. And that's what happened. That's what he does. He does it for a living. It's not a big deal to him. It's to you. It's a big deal to us. We've got to ask him every day. I don't know what's going to happen with the, patient, the next patient that walks into that door. I don't know what's going to happen when the professor walks into this room. I don't know what's going to happen when my roommate comes back. I don't know what's going to happen, but you've got to give me something. I'll give it to you. Just relax. Trust me, every day you begin the day, fill me today with the fullness of the Spirit of Christ Jesus. I learned how to pray that prayer in Japanese. And the reason I learned how to pray it is because a friend of mine who's sitting here right now, Toru Hasegawa, here working on his PhD at the seminary. He was one of my preaching students years ago when he and Grace were here. They have two beautiful little daughters now. Toru sent me a New Year's, because New Year's, Christmas is not the big day. It's New Year's in Japan. He sent me a New Year's card. He sent us a New Year's card, Karen and me. And he wrote on the back this prayer for the Holy Spirit. I saw it. I said, that's how you say it. And I've been praying this prayer in Japanese ever since, and I'm going to sit down right now, but not before making sure you will pray it in Japanese with me for the rest of the journey. I'm going to put the prayer on the screen. Use all the muscle you have in that brain right now and memorize this, please. Now, there is a study guide in your worship bulletin, and this prayer is written there, so don't panic. Here's the Japanese. Seirei no kamisama. 
Seire means spirit. No is the possessive. And Kamisama is God. Spirit of God. Seire no Kamisama kite. Kite means come. Kite, kite, kite. Kite koi. That's what you say in his boys. Kite koi. Come on over here. Seire no Kamisama kite kurasai. It's the very polite. Would you please? So what are we saying in English? Put it up, please. English. Spirit of God, please come. I got to hear you say it at least twice before I sit down. Okay, one time. Let's see. Just kind of look at the screen, not at me, and say what you hear me saying. You got it. Let's do it one more time. You have it on a study guide now. You can put it where you pray every day and say, okay, to humor Dwight, I'm going to pray this prayer in Japanese, Lord. I hope you understand Japanese. And he'll say, I do. Let's say it in English. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, please come. Spirit of God, please come. Today, fill me today. What's the promise? If you and I are filled with the Holy Spirit and we ask, we ask for that daily baptism, that prayer means that every morning when you pray, come into my life today, the day will come. I promise you when Japan and the United States and Andrews University and the Pioneer Memorial Church and the nations that are represented here, the day will come when you... You got to see this. This is the promise Jesus makes. You're not going to believe this. Jesus spoke these words, Matthew chapter 8, verse 11. I say to you that many will come from the east. That would be Japan. Many will come from the west. He's talking to the Jews. And will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. There will be thousands, tens of thousands from this planet who will sit at the banqueting table Because somebody was praying. And the Spirit of God raised a war banner in the face of an enemy coming in like a flood. And he says, that's as far as you go. Somebody is asking to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. Somebody in America is begging for their baptism, a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit every morning. Pray that prayer. And many, did you catch that word? Many. Many will come from the east and the west on that day when you and I will join them. Oh, my. Pray that prayer. And the Holy Spirit says, you become my agent with the uplifted blood-stained banner. You go, and I go through you.